Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into the weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 96 with a mostly sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny 76 with a sunny weekend. Chicago, Illinois, it is raining and snowing today with a high of 40 clouds throughout the weekend. In New York City, partly cloudy 61 with a partly cloudy weekend. Boy, is it going to be nice in L.A. today. Yeah, I mean, I, I can we take a few of those degrees and bring them over here? That'd be I nice. Would, well, I saw next week on Tuesday, it's going to be 67. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be like constant 60s all throughout the week. I'm so excited. You're going to see me outside so much next week. I think next week will probably be my first sunburn. Not surprisingly. For those that don't know me, I burn easy. <laughs> For those that know me, don't know me, I never burn. You know, I, I leave. <laughs> You know, I turned to an instant tan. I was outside just a little bit uh, this week, and I already started to get a tan. Look, y'all, I don't know the meaning of tanning. I just turn red. Yep. That's all I that tan. happens. You're the lobster, and I'm the tan. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I would love to take a few of those degrees. 96 in L.A., that's insane. I'm not but, complaining uh, about it, though. Yeah, right. But Chris, um, for a few episodes now, you've been giving us polls and different research things, and um, we've had little discussions about it. We have something a little different this morning, because I have something for us today. Do you now? And uh, it's not a poll, but, you know, I am the king of good and odd news stories, right? And this one's odd. So the Idaho Potato Commission has released a perfume. Yes, a, a perfume. That smells like french fries. Wait, what smells like french fries? Perfume. Uh, so no this thanks. is <laughs> This is a limited edition perfume released by the Idaho Potato Commission that's literally made using distilled potatoes and essential oils because according to them the smell of french fries is just a smell you can't resist um i wouldn't no no thank you <laughs> and you want to know something this is just one of many different um scents of perfumes colognes and such that are food-based. There have also been Pizza Hut cologne. You know, there's also been Pizza Hut cologne. There's been White Castle scented candles. Like, these things are oddly popular. You know, Nat, some things take precedent over the French fries. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm over here just... <sighs> French fry perfume. You know... I, I just get a laugh out of the thought of, you know, someone taking a bottle of this French fry perfume. And again, literally made of distilled potatoes, distilled potatoes and essential oils. And just, you know, imagine just spritzing that on yourself. It's like, oh, Is I'm it selling potatoes. I, you know, I would imagine. Because again, these things have sold before. 
these Pizza Hut colognes and the White Castle candles, those are things that have actually sold before and actually been like oddly popular. No, I just, I, you know, I have no comment for this because, first of all, who would think of making a perfume out of French fries? <laughs> I can't believe people are actually buying. It's honestly insane because, obviously, you walk into Pizza Hut, you walk into somewhere, you know, where French fries are being freshly cooked, right? Freshly made. It smells amazing. And you know, you really want that on so you? Hungry. But do you want it on? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to spray it on yourself? Like, if you really want that, just go to work in a restaurant. <laughs> right. and you're, you'll get paid for the smell. Yeah, exactly. Or like, why would you want your entire house to smell like White Castle? Yeah, no. That just seems very uh, odd, scary, and I just, I, I, I don't know. These things scare me, and it's. I feel like it's one of those things that's becoming increasingly popular as more and more of these things come out. I guess whatever makes people happy. I mean, I suppose you know, and it's selling for under two bucks a bottle. This uh, this perfume. I guess you should buy yourself one, Nick. I will happily pass. I am tempted to buy one as like a. To play as a practical joke on someone, though. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, I, you know, I think I will. But anyways, we got a lot of news to get into today. Um, starting off with... This vote, the A's are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. On April 7th, 2022, at 2.17 p.m., Ketanji Brown-Jackson became the first African-American woman to serve on the Supreme Court. Ketanji Brown-Jackson is the 116th Supreme Court Justice and will replace Justice Breyer when he retires. The Senate finished up the confirmation Thursday. Like they said, and it was a bipartisan confirmation. Three Republican senators, Murkowski, Collins, and Romney, voted with all 50 Democrats and independents to confirm her to the Supreme Court. The last two justices were confirmed straight down party lines. Justice Jackson nomination to confirmation was quick and took just 41 days, but it was not as quick as Amy Coney Barrett. Hers was 36 days. The confirmation of Katanji Brown-Jackson will not change the makeup of the court since it is a liberal replacing a liberal. The court is currently 6-3, to three, leaning in the conservative direction. Her confirmation is significant in a few areas. Like Chris said before, she is the first female black justice to be confirmed. Out of all 116 confirmed justices, 108 have been white men. Katanji Brown-Jackson will be sworn in and start hearing cases when Breyer steps down in June of this year. Some of the largest banks are predicting that a recession could be coming in 2023, and the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said some things in front of the House committee this week 
that was concerning. In this country, recessions are natural, but a painful part of our economic cycle. There is no official definition for a recession, but generally a recession is a contraction of the economy that may include shrinking of gross domestic product or GDP, shrinking consumption, consumers aren't buying as much, higher unemployment, and lower personal income. We have been reporting for a long time now that with the sky-high inflation, and to combat that, the Federal Reserve met and increased rates a quarter of a percent, and they plan on doing that several more times this year. But the Fed needs to be careful when doing this because too slow of an increase in interest rates could cause inflation to go higher, and too high of an increase could cause the economy to plummet. The Fed has been really conservative about the increase, but Goldman Sachs economists have expressed doubt that the Fed can keep up with that delicate balance and instead will need to slam the brakes on our economy. And that would cause a mild recession late next year, and that would trigger higher unemployment. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said in front of the House Committee about the Russia-Ukrainian war and the economy this week. ...present an unacceptable affront to the rules-based global order and will have enormous economic repercussions in Ukraine and beyond. This is big because a month ago she said she did not expect a recession coming, but her words this week are concerning a lot of people. Dota Chain Bank, the other bank concerned about a recession, says it is important to note that there is uncertainty in their forecast, and we have seen recessions in every decade and everyone saw mass unemployment, significant decrease in GDP, and less personal income. The fact is the recession can last a few months or a year. They are hard to predict if they will happen or not. The Fed chair meets again in May, so we will be watching for how much they increase interest rates during that meeting. President Biden is calling for congressional action after another mass shooting that took place over the weekend in Sacramento, California. Six people were killed and 12 others were injured. This happened around 2 a.m. when two people opened fire at a bar and two people have been arrested, but police say they are looking for other suspects related to the shooting. The shooting was just two blocks away from the state's capital. Investigators say the motive for the shooting is unclear. There was a fight shortly before, but it is unclear if the two are related. There have been over 120 mass shootings so far this year, averaging more than one per day. This is the second mass shooting in Sacramento in five weeks. This is the largest shooting in Sacramento's history. This week, President Biden announced 43 million people will not have to start repaying back their student loans on May 1st. The Biden administration extended the forbearance until August 31st. Qualified federal student loan payments will not have to be made. The interest will remain at zero and federal student loan servicers will not send delinquent accounts to collections until August 31st. Again, this is student loan forbearance. This is not student loan forgiveness. So keep that in mind. Democrats wanted Biden to extend the forbearance program through the end of the year, and Republicans wanted the payments to resume. Republicans say the pause has cost taxpayers more than $100 billion, and it is contributing to inflation.
in the press release that the Department of Education released this week about extending the moratorium. It also included an unexpected announcement regarding people's student loans. It said, quote, all borrowers with paused loans to receive a fresh start on repayment by eliminating the impact of delinquency and default and allowing them to re-enter repayment in good standing. Now, this may not be a big deal to some people, but to roughly 7 million people who were in default, that means before the pandemic, you had wages garnished or social security benefits withheld. Well, now because of this announcement, when the forbearance program eventually ends, your accounts will be restored in good standing. That means collections will not resume, but that does not mean that you will never be put back in default again, but at least when the forbearance program ends, you will be in a better place to start repaying that loan. Pretty soon, the Biden administration will end a Trump-era policy at the border, and as a result, Homeland Security is bracing for an influx of migrants. This policy is called Title 42, and according to Homeland Security, it will end on May 23rd. It is a policy that is authorized by the CDC that requires migrants to be expelled from the United States when they arrive at the border due to the threat of COVID-19. Bypassing all normal immigration procedures, including humanitarian protections, and so far the Border Patrol says since 2021, 1.7 million migrants have been expelled from the country as a result of Title 42. 40% have been expelled under the Biden administration. President Trump enacted this policy at the beginning of the pandemic, and President Biden extended it, even though he received a lot of criticism for that move last year. Immigration advocates and some lawmakers have questions why, if the country is moving on from COVID-19, is the policy still relevant? And others have said this policy has been the easiest mechanism to control the potential influx of migrants at the border. The Department of Homeland Security says it is prepared for this influx of migrants, not just because of the lifting of Title 42, but also because of the typical spring migration patterns that we see every year. In February, there was almost 190,000 encounters between agents and migrants. In all of 2021, there was almost 2 million. In his announcement of the end of Title 42 and reopening the border, the DHS secretary said, quote, Let me be clear, those unable to establish a legal basis to remain in the United States will be removed, end quote. Several states have sued to try and stop the Biden administration from ending Title 42, and some lawmakers have even said the extension is an ultimatum to get additional COVID funding passed through Congress. Regardless of what happens, Homeland Security says they are preparing for the end of Title 42 by expanding border facilities, evaluating asylum requests, and migrant processing capacity. DHS is also increasing its personnel and increasing law enforcement personnel at the border. Getting into rapid news, golfer Tiger Woods says he will be playing in the Masters less than a year after his car accident that almost took his leg. The South Carolina House passes a transgender sports bill despite Democratic stall tactics 
of introducing 1,000 amendments. Twitter confirmed on Tuesday that it is exploring adding an edit button. And if anyone follows me on Twitter, you would know that when Twitter tweeted this out, I thought it was an April <laughs> Fool's joke. Well, but nevertheless, you know, they did it on April Fool's. They, yeah, they, so <laughs> they made it very. But it's fishy. been confirmed now that they're exploring that option. But anyways, Nick. What you got for this Friday morning good news? All right. So today's good news story takes place in India as a woman saved a ton of passengers on this train that was going through. She was on her way to work when she happened to notice that the tracks were broken. And so she, you know, stopped and tried to figure out what she might be able to do to make sure that uh, no trains end up going right over the broken track and end up derailing and you know a bunch of passengers get injured or worse killed and so she had this to say she said quote i was on my way to the land for routine work and it was then when i stumbled to find a broken track i was quick to realize that this could result in a massive tragedy well i had heard a lot that red stands for danger I used my sari to tie it around the track to thwart any untoward incident, which luckily did work when the driver applied brakes. So she tied her sari, like it says, or, or, like to the track, and it ended up flagging the train down as it was coming through, and the driver had just enough time to apply brakes before hitting that broken section of track. So she ended up saving about 200 lives that day, and the driver did offer her 100 rupees as a bit of a reward which she tried to turn down but she eventually took it after a little persistence from the driver so way to you know quick thinking saved a bunch of lives that day that's a really good news story talk about quick thinking to do that it's like i feel like a lot of people who would come across this situation you know come across this broken track almost wouldn't give it too much thought um because it's not always the first thing that comes to mind you don't really think of you know trains that you're not seeing at the time because the train wasn't coming by right at that second so for her to stop and realize wait a minute this could be terrible you know later on and then to you know, come up with that idea to flag the train down using the red sorry. That was just really cool. I agree. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on BBP News' Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you are always in the know. And until Sunday morning for what to expect coming up next week, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.